In this episode, we are discussing masturbation. Oh. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but not really, but kind of. <laughs> not like in a way that's, you know, rated R, just in a way that it relates to the Mormon church and excommunication. Is there any such thing as an R rating anymore? That's what I want to know. No. Seems like it's either porn or anything goes. Yeah, no, I think you're right. What I'm saying is we're not getting into the details of masturbation. Oh, like techniques? <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Oh! <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, God. All right, moving on. Let's get started. Be right back. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl trying to figure out her life. I am Mary. That would make me Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> Process of elimination. Yeah. Good yes. job. Yep. So we're not just talking about masturbation no. today. Okay. I mean, we can. We sure. <laughs> I could fill an hour. <laughs> uh, take that as you will. Uh-huh. I think um, let's start off talking about the Temple Finger Book. Yes, we are reviving this project. It did not die. Mm-mm. It just got put on the back burner. Because we almost died of busyness. <laughs> and I've almost died of family drama. Yeah, yeah. There has been a lot going on. But Jessa... Our admin in the Lettery Lesbian Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. Do you see how quickly that tripped off my tongue? That was impressive. I've been practicing. I can tell. I mean, when you say it wrong like 50 times, it's bound to like stick in there the correct way. You know, this just isn't, is another, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't intro an episode by saying <laughs> masturbation and not have like dirty thoughts in my mind. Mm-hmm. So Jessa, back to Jessa, our admin in that group, is going to help us out. She's going to collect all the emails that have the temple pictures. Mm -hmm. If you submitted it via Facebook, that's not going to be good enough resolution as it turns out. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be an attachment on an email. Yes. She's going to contact everyone who's sent in a temple finger picture and see if you want to add more to it. So here's what we mean. We want to do little blurbs for each picture when when available and applicable, about why you submitted the picture. Like, why are you giving the temple the finger? Right. Like, what's your reasoning for being irritated with the <laughs> temple? <laughs> um, and try to keep the reasons, because I'm sure they are super long. Uh-huh. I don't know. The book will probably be like, how big? I don't oh. know. Just give us a couple paragraphs or one it's sentence. A it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's a coffee table book. It's a coffee table book. So Whatever. 8 by 10, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I was thinking it could be a two-page spread. That's what she said. Oh, God. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. And on one side is the picture in mm-hmm. all its glory. Mm-hmm. And on the other is maybe a two, three paragraph blurb. Yeah, about uh, why you're giving the temple the yeah. finger. It uh, could even be bullet points. <laughs> it sure could. It sure as shit could. Make sure you include your name or whatever name you want to use or the word anonymous spelled mm-hmm. correctly. <laughs> we do have spell check capabilities. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So in the coming weeks, we will be uh, kicking this project off. Once again, we are also going to, once we figure out all the temples that we have pictures for, mm-hmm. Jessa will put out a call for more if you would like to participate and you haven't had a chance to uh, snap your middle right. digit mm-hmm. in front of a temple and you'd like to. Oh, we got one from the Philadelphia temple, didn't we? We did, not that long ago. I'm going to look through my phone and pull that baby up. I think up. I might have it on my phone, actually. I think you do because I was the one giving the bird. I believe that is correct, mm-hmm. yes. So I will I will find that and and forward it to Jessa. Okay, we're going to get this back rolling. And thank a, you, Jessa. Yes. And oh, once again, 
all proceeds, 100% of the proceeds after paying for manufacturing costs, et cetera, go to Flourish Therapy. Correct. Our friends at Flourish, Mm -hmm. including Kimberly. That is probably also a good intro because we're going to be talking about a therapist today. Oh. Everything's just kind of coming together. It's like it's like the spirit is telling us that today's episode is going to kick ass. Did you just come up with a segue all on your own? I think I did. <laughs> Good job. Huh. Were you done talking about <laughs> Temple Finger Book? Yeah, more to come on that. All right. <laughs> so uh, that's what she said again. <laughs> We're horrible humans, but not really. It's just low-hanging fruit. Remember that episode? The oh, low-hanging God. fruit episode? Yeah, remember we gave people low-hanging fruit names? <laughs> We're sorry again. Please forgive. We kind of have potty mouths and minds. Because I didn't get to have a potty anything for the longest time, except for changing diapers on pottied children. This is way better. Yeah. Do you ever think about really weird things? Like your brain just takes you in a really weird direction. Next thing you know, you're thinking about weird things. Like, for instance, if you are having trouble spelling a word, and then you look up the spelling, and then you write it correctly, sometimes when you look at a word long enough, you think... How is that even a word? Mm-hmm. Does that ever happen to you? All the time. <laughs> so, for instance, I was thinking about how we, modern humans, have toilets in our house mm-hmm. that collect waste products mm-hmm. from our bodies. Mm-hmm. How disgusting that really is, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say more disgusting would be just like shitting on the floor of your house. <laughs> like a dog would. <laughs> Not sure where I'm going with that, but yeah. I don't know. That just popped in my head recently. Okay, well, that's that's great. Now you see where Mary's <laughs> head goes. Right into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> should we move on? I think we should. Okay, this is a funny thing that I want to talk about. I don't know if any of you have seen this already, but the, BY, the BYU, the BYU <laughs> um, has a website in their School of Family Life, and they decided it would be best to start to kind of open the conversation about sexual intimacy um, you know, they probably were thinking, we're a little bit behind on this. Let's let's talk about it. That's and, funny. Yeah. So they have a website called Covenant Intimacy Conversations. Covenant Intimacy Conversations. Sounds boring as shit, <laughs> but you want to know what's funny? What? So they started this page, this website, and <laughs> I don't know if this is somebody trolling. Okay, I don't know if it's someone who worked for the church and is trolling, like they think thought this was funny and they were going to act like they didn't know what, what it meant. Or are Mormons just so out of touch with anything sexual that they didn't even understand what it was that they wrote? So this is the page, and this is what it said, and it's talking about being single— after marriage. Okay. You want, want me to read be a it treat. To you? So great. Mary has not read this yet, by the way. Transitioning from sexually active to sexually inactive. There because has of to course, be guidelines for that? Well, yeah. They got to tell you everything. <laughs> because, of course, like if your spouse dies, or you get divorced or whatever, you're like, oh, no, what do I do? I can't have sex, right? Mm-hmm. The transition from being sexually active to sexually inactive due to divorce or death of a spouse can be difficult. <laughs> Although you likely won't be able to replace sexual intimacy, you may be able to identify ways that you can start to fill the holes that were once filled by sex. (laughs) It says that. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Mormons. Hello. Proofread. You may be able to identify ways that you can start, ready, to fill the holes that were once filled by sex. (laughs) So, of course, our our lovely Exmo friends got a hold of that and were like, oh my gosh, and just started posting it everywhere and cracking up. Like, that's fucking hilarious. So, it took about mm, 12 hours and the webpage now says, temporarily unavailable. (laughs) (laughs) You know what response would be perfect for this? Tell me. That eggplant emoji. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. as a response. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the standard penis emoji, isn't I it? I think so. Uh, they don't really have cucumbers. The eggplant emoji is the universal sign for penis. We, I think we know so. This. We know this. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's how I'm going to fill the hole that Mormonism <laughs> left. <laughs> so this is how BYU decides to address covenant intimacy conversations. They fuck it up literally right out of the gate talking about holes. Like, clue... <laughs> Less. <laughs> it's 
so funny. And then they're like, ah, ah, take it down, take it down. So it is currently temporarily unavailable. Let me refresh and see Too if bad. they put anything up. They just, in parentheses, didn't say that's what he said. They didn't, but that'd be great. Yeah, no, um, it's still temporarily unavailable. What's the covenant part of that? I, well, covenant is always, uh, always pertains to temple covenants. So, again, why are these covenant conversations or something? Because, well— Clearly, they believe that if your spouse dies or you get divorced, you don't you don't get sexy time anymore. <laughs> you won't be able to replace sexual intimacy. No, you got to like, fill no. that hole with something. You got to fill that hole, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Although you're not allowed to fill the hole, if we're talking about the physical holes, mm-hmm. that goes against Mormon teachings. So I don't know what hole they're talking about <laughs> filling. That emotional hole that. <laughs> That you won't oh, get to goodness. have unless you become sealed again in the temple to someone else. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, Mormons. <laughs> Mormons, Mormons, Mormons. And that brings us to today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Oh, we have not done a pod in a while. I know. Because I, I kind of felt like you knew everything at this point. But now I'm like, no, she doesn't. I don't know. My self-esteem had a nice long chance to heal, recover yeah. from um, getting them wrong all the time. Uh-huh. So I'm really gearing up for... Fucking up. Well, are are you ready? (laughs) Yes. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Ready? I guess. Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day or foom pod Mm -hmm. is court of love. Court of love. So I know we've talked a little bit about like Mormon court. Like if you are going to be brought in for questioning before you're kicked out, for instance, don't they grill you to see if you're worthy or don't they have to decide if they're going to excommunicate you or something? Isn't there some sort of court that does that? And so I feel like I've talked about this too much and now Mary's just getting the answer right out of the gate. Is that it? Whatever. But why is it loving? Ding, ding. Oh, it's not. But they call it that? Um. So did I get it right? You did get it right. <laughs> yes. Damn it. Self-esteem intact. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I'm actually not sure if it's Exmos that call it jokingly the court of love or or if it's Mormons, um, but let me tell you what it is. Okay. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, this is is, um, Mormon wiki, so this is actual Mormons saying what it is, defines a disciplinary council, so it's the Mormon disciplinary councils. Okay. Court of love is just more flowing. (laughs) Defines a disciplinary council as an ecclesiastical trial during which a member of the church is tried for alleged violations of church standards. Mm. Unofficially, disciplinary councils may also be referred to as church courts. That's unbelievable. I know. I'd still want to hear from anybody else in any other religion that had some sort of disciplinary council in their church. I feel like someone wrote in and it was a Jehovah's Witness disciplinary really? camp. We'll have to look that up. We'll have to look that up. I mean, I have a story about my mother's evangelical church. It wasn't a council. Mm-hmm. They didn't give me funding one time for a kind of a mission trip I was going on in Mexico because of my sexual orientation. They just told me no. Like I didn't have to go in front of a council. Right. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. sucks. Well, sure. I guess that would be kind of the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'd be interested to hear about other religions that have some sort of similar practice. Well, let's focus on the Mormon one. Let's do. That's what we're talking about today. <laughs> Here's the purpose of these disciplinary councils slash courts of love. Number one, save the souls of the transgressors. Oh, for sure. Good God. Let's do that. Next, protect <laughs> the innocent. Really? <laughs> really? We shall see. And number three, safeguard the purity, integrity, and good name of the church. Blah, blah, blah. Uh Formal church discipline begins when a presiding priesthood leader deems it necessary to hold a disciplinary council. It is the responsibility of bishops and branch presidents and stake, mission, and district presidents, all men, by the way. Of course. To help members overcome transgression through the process of repentance. Yeah, meaning through embarrassment, shame, and guilt. Right. So let me read a little bit more. And this, again, this is this is in Mormon wiki. So this is not making fun of it. This is what approved. they say it is. This is approved yeah. by them. Church discipline is an inspired process, really, that takes place over a period of time. Through this process and through the atonement of Jesus Christ, a member can receive forgiveness of sins regain peace of mind, and gain strength to avoid transgression. 
Church discipline is designed to help Heavenly Father's children in their efforts to be purified from sin through the atonement, return to full fellowship in the church, i.e. pay your damn tithing, (laughs) and receive the full blessings of the church. Uh (laughs) Let's talk about some famous uh, people who did not survive their court of love. They were excommunicated. We have Kate Kelly. Oh, yeah. We interviewed her a while ago, um, and she just— wanted women to be able to have the priesthood. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Let's Excommunicated. Get rid of her. Yeah. Yeah, get rid of her. She's she's talking too much. She's trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have our good friend, Sam Young, who was protecting children by saying, hey, we probably shouldn't do one-on-one interviews with, the, with an old man, older man, whatever, and a child talking about sexual practices. Right. Sorry, Sam. Don't, don't butt your nose in where it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. You're excommunicated. He's out. He's out. Mm-hmm. So they typically suck ass. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> just say that. Yeah. I mean, the whole process is humiliating and, mm-hmm. and horrible. It's like, oh, someone didn't abide by the rules. Yeah. And they can go back plenty of years. For example, well, I'll get to that. The person we're going to talk about today, um, we'll get to understand that a little bit better. So that was the Foom Pod. So this is a setup for our discussion today. Yes. Oh. Natasha Helfer, we support you and we love you. Today, Natasha is going to her court of love. Oh. And she's a horrible sinner. Like, I can understand (laughs) why they would want to question her, and she'll probably get X'd. Because my Mm. guess is that they'll be like, cease and desist, and she'll be like, no. Yeah. And then she'll get X'd. So Natasha is an LCMFT, CST, CSTS. Wow. Kimberly Anderson, will you please let us know what that means? <laughs> um, somehow it means that she is a certified sex therapist. All righty. Yes. As a Mormon, a, a sex therapist Mormon. That's interesting. Is she just telling people to fill the holes? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have trouble filling holes. I mean, I suppose if you are in a, you know, temple-sealed marriage, mm-hmm. and the couple goes to her for counseling, let's say, mm-hmm. she could provide counseling to this couple who is entitled to have sex. Sure. They're the only ones yep. who are entitled to have sex. So she could potentially help them with some trouble they're having Absolutely. with intimacy. Right, right, right. I mean, that's why you go to a sex therapist. I mean, there's numerous reasons why you would right. go, but yeah. Right. So... I'm going to put things together in my head. This is the masturbation episode. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And she's a sex therapist, and we're talking about her. Yeah. What's she saying about masturbation, Shelley? I mean, it's in here somewhere, but let me also (laughs) point out, I previously, as in like years ago, went to a therapist um, who was Mormon, Mm -hmm. and he, for some reason, decided mid-therapy session to tell me about how he helped a young man overcome his masturbation addiction. And Cut his a, hands off? <laughs> basically. <laughs> now, that's only if you're a woman and you grab a dude's testicles when you're trying to protect your husband. Oh, right. The Bible story. <laughs> right. Mary, we just did this. Jesus, I Mary. know. They all run together. They do. They do. Uh, anyway, he wanted to tell me that this boy could not give up his addiction until he felt the spirit. <laughs> the fuck? Is and that what a, they're calling it? why are you it? telling me that? And B, I'm pretty sure I— stopped going to see him because he was so Mormonly skewed. And I was in the process of questioning and leaving. So perhaps there's a certain point during masturbation where you feel the spirit. Maybe that's just what you feel. That's actually an <laughs> orgasm. So okay. if you're confused. Tomato, tomato. Maybe it is the spirit. Maybe I it don't, is. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> Who's to say? I, I know. <laughs> so Natasha Helfer, her story Went so big. Okay, Mormons, you know you're fucking up bad when the Washington Post picks up a story. Ooh. I know. I love when national news picks up where Mormons fuck up hardcore because mm-hmm. it just gets the word out to yeah. never mows. Like, Helps this our is cause. Fucked. It sure does. We get more <laughs> listeners. It just shows how fucked up it is when people outside of the Mormon norm— the Mormon norm. Made that up. I like it. See just how fucked up it is. So I'm going to go ahead and read the article here from the Washington Post. Okay. Mormon sex therapist faces discipline and possible expulsion slash excommunication mm-hmm. from the LDS church, the Mormons. Ready? Ready. A sex therapist who has publicly challenged her church's teachings on sexuality is facing possible expulsion as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
Natasha Helfer, age 49, who was raised by her parents in the LDS Church since she was five years old, has been a national face for mental health advocacy among Mormons. Okay. Nearly a decade ago, 10 years nearly, that was me doing math. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. She wrote a blog post that caused waves across Mormonism where she declared masturbation is not a sin. Huh. Wait, first of all, Natasha, you're not a man, so how do you know what's a sin and what's not? (laughs) It's not up to you, Not up to you, you little woman. Uh, Since then, she has attracted a wide audience, especially among more progressive Mormons and ex-Mormons, for her frankness around sex. Okay. So this is me talking now. We have so many listeners who are so fucked up now because of the sex purity culture in Mormonism. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, there are people like Natasha out there who have been on the Mormon side of it, and she's still a baptized member. Mm -hmm. Uh, She calls herself a part-time Mormon, so there must be some kind of belief there, or she's just trying to help out this large community that has been so fucked up. Yeah. So fucked up. You know, you kind of have to recognize certain people's valiant efforts Mm -hmm. to try to make change happen within the Mormon church, you know? It doesn't ever seem to do anything. Not much. Well, you know, Sam, well, here's the thing. It might do something, but you're going to get X'd. You're going to get X'd no matter what, because they don't want to hear your shit. But someone in the church, like social whatever department's probably going to be like, we might want to stop saying that that black people can't That's be saved. That's true. Like, we might want to fix that. That is true. Yeah. Although back in the day, people were excommunicated for having that belief. Yeah. So they had to fall on the sword to make change maybe 40, 50 years down the road yes. or whatever it is. And then the change that they did prompt is then given like, oh, revelation from God. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the person who actually got loud and excommunicated. Sure. Like, they are, they are buried— Mm-hmm. And the church is like, oh, revelation from God. Uh-huh. Fuckers. Yep. All right, moving on. She is facing discipline for charges of apostasy mm-hmm. or public dissent from church leaders. Such charges are rare and more common with members who are promoting polygamy, according to Taylor Petrie. Where the fuck? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> however, there have been a few other high-profile cases, apostasy cases, in recent years, including against Kate Kelly, who advocated for the ordination of women in the church and was excommunicated in 2014. Kate Kelly, how dare you want for equality between men and women? Mm -hmm. How dare you? I know. So Natasha Helfer, who we're talking about today, said of the LDS church leaders, they're trying to discredit me professionally. Mm. They're treating me like a pariah in the community. Oh, that's bad. Mm -hmm. Experts on Mormon history say Helfer's case is also surprising because she has promoted teachings about sex that are in line with other licensed mental health professionals. Okay, sure. So she's she's doing her job, like yeah. her actual job according to the license that she has, uh-huh. right? According to latest studies, science. Sure. Her expulsion, some observers fear, could have a chilling effect on Mormon mental health professionals who are ethically obligated to provide patients with evidence-based recommendations, Mm. even when they contradict some LDS church teachings or cultural expectations. Wow. You're licensed. These are evidence-based recommendations. This is like you are ethically obligated to provide this information, to provide this treatment to people. But if they contradict with what some dude says God wants— you might get kicked out of your church. You might mm-hmm. get fucked. You might lose your temple blessings. You might, in Mormon belief, get cut off from God and your family forever mm-hmm. because you're basically following evidence. And sexuality is a need. It's an actual need. You got to fill those holes. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> Some people do. Not everyone. That's true. No, you're right. Has that drive or whatever, that interest, but mm-hmm. it's an actual need. I know. There were a lot of intimacy issues in my marriage. I'm going to throw that out there. I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but a lot of it was because I was not a virgin. We have talked about it. Okay, when I got married and my ex was, and so there was a lot of judgment and -hmm. condemnation coming from him because I wasn't a virgin. And again, he was raised Mormon, so what else is he going to think, right? So what's funny about this is I'm going back through and listening to old podcasts because I'm removing stupid ads that are no longer pertaining to our podcast, like anchor ads or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I just heard this conversation. Oh, did you? I did. Oh my gosh, you're like, flashback, flashback. Yeah, where he felt like, and this was in episode four or five, I can't remember, but your ex felt like you would want to have sex more Mm -hmm. if you hadn't had such a 
sorted past. Yeah. Had I been a virgin when we got married, I would want to have more sex with him. Right. I would say that Natasha Helfer would not agree with that statement. Mm -hmm. How much sex you have previously had has nothing to do with a sexual connection with the current partner. Yeah. Nope, zero. But Mormon Church will teach you that. Absolutely. Sure. Mormon Church also teaches, no, 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 you do not masturbate. So you're spilling your seed. You're spilling your seed. So as my ex was getting more sexually frustrated as I was pulling away because there were major issues, plus I'm a lesbian, um, <laughs> he was concerned about his prostate health. Oh. Because, you know, it gets blocked up, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, know I don't have one of those. But <laughs> he would tell me, and he wouldn't say this now, but he would tell me back then uh-huh. that he I would be reminded that if men don't ejaculate a certain number of times per week, that they can get prostate cancer. So then it was up to me to be the vessel of him relieving himself so he doesn't get the prostate cancer because he can't masturbate. It's a long sigh. That was was quite a long (laughs) sigh. And I'm guessing that a lot of listeners right now are like, holy shit. I was told that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's our responsibility to keep our husband's prostates healthy. So stupid. God, (laughs) fucking Mormons. Anyway, moving on. Helfer, who has been in mental health services for 25 years, said most of her clients are Mormon or ex-Mormon, partly because they have a hard time finding a professional therapist who understands their faith and cultural background. Clients, she said, have told her that licensed LDS therapists will tell them to pray or read scriptures. Oh, that solves everything. Oh, and you know what? I bet there's some part in the therapist manual that says, okay, this is first choice. When they come to you with an issue, you just, you just tell them to pray or read scripture. No, they don't teach you that in therapy school. Oh, by the way, uh, I just looked something up according to WebMD. Uh-huh. There's no proof that ejaculating more actually causes lower chances of prostate cancer. I was lied to. Really? We were all lied to. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think that maybe that was a manipulation to get you to have more sex? Could have been. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Instead of nurturing Tricky. the love and, the, and a connection <laughs> and trying some kind of connection that will then lead to sex, it was just... I don't want to get cancer, yo. <laughs> if you so cared romantic. about me and my future cancerous risk self. I'll, re- I'll repeat this. Mormonism fucks up everyone. Uh-huh. Everyone. Yep. Pray and read the scriptures and some non-LDS therapists will suggest leaving the church, which is... That's my suggestion. My suggestion. Every single time. <laughs> right, right, right. Natasha kind of has a foot in each park, right? Mm-hmm. She wants people to be healthy, but she's not going to say, leave the church, leave the church, because she knows that there's a lot of Mormons who are going to stay in, so how do I help them, right? And it's really not her job to get people to leave the church. No. no. They're going to leave their damn self when they read the internet. Yeah, that would probably be unethical for her to actually do that. Oh, for sure. And here's what she says about that. I saw a need for ethically-minded therapists who would be able to sit in that middle ground, not imposing religious beliefs, but valuing importance of their faith. Mm-hmm. About 10 years ago, she became one of the few licensed sex therapists in the Mormon world. She said she thinks church leaders have been upset that she supports masturbation as a normal sexual activity and that she has spoken against treating viewing pornography as a sex addiction. She also supports same-sex marriage. Well, you fucked that one up, didn't you, Natasha? <laughs> Dude, Eddie is farting so hard over here. <laughs> I'm like in, the, I am engulfed in dog fart right now, and I think my my eyes are watering. I mean, it could be Domino. I hope oh, they're both laying right under me. Seriously, you guys, <laughs> my eyes. There is sort of a green cloud above your head. <laughs> we kick them out of the recording studio. Well, they're being quiet, but. Can can you listeners smell that through your car stereo? We're being hotboxed right now. (laughs) Wowzers. I can't read my screen right now because my eyes are... And you know, dog farts are kind of the worst. Yeah, they linger. Oof. And they are so strange. Like, so specific. Dog. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Just had to say that because it was Mm -hmm. really getting to me. So, basically, in therapy, she supports masturbation as a normal sexual activity. She is against treating pornography as a sex addiction. And here, okay, when a young boy goes into the bishop, a Mormon boy, and says, I am a sinner, I've watched pornography and masturbated. Mm -hmm. They're not like, "Ah, you know, that's actually like what boys your age tend to do. We don't want you to do it. Let's work on not doing it. They could say that. But instead, they're labeled typically as a sex addict. 
Mm-hmm. I have a sexual addiction. Mm-hmm. And that brings with it shame and sure. shame and shame. And it's not something that people, boys typically, and maybe girls too, I don't know, can just stop. There's this strong sexual urge in these young men. I mean, it's like a normal thing, mm-hmm. right? And if you masturbate and now they're labeling you as a sex addict, oh, here comes depression. Here comes anxiety. Here comes worthlessness. Mm-hmm. Here comes shame upon the family. Shame. Shame on the family. Oh, guess what? You can't pass the sacrament. Oh, you can't even take the sacrament. Here comes people looking at you like, huh. You can't go on a mission. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, we're going to not let you go on a mission until you can go a full six months without masturbating. Huh, I wonder why um, the Smith's son isn't going on his mission yet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Shame, shame, shame. Yep. Clearly— So back to cutting off their hands. Yes. That's the best uh, remedy, I think. Well, I actually have some good remedies here. Um, oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll <laughs> okay. Get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Helfer, who describes herself as a semi-active member of the church, moved from Kansas to Salt Lake in 2019. But she is being disciplined by church leaders in Kansas. <laughs> They're like, I'm mad. I know she left, but let's do something about this. <laughs> So local leaders typically initiate and conduct disciplinary actions, although they sometimes get guidance from senior church authorities on issues of apostasy. You know, the men. The men get to decide, of course. So generally these things happen on a local level. Yes. Is there like a Supreme Court version of these disciplinary hearings? Well, the local level, they have to— like get permission from the, you always have to get permission from the man above. So even if you're a man, you're still being kept down by the man above you. There's still this need to prove your righteousness and your priesthood by advancing up the ranks. Hierarchy. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. By the way, in this Washington Post article, there's also a link to another article about how Mormon women are pushing the LDS church to be clearer on its breastfeeding policies. The men even make breastfeeding (laughs) policies. So currently, I'm, so I know this is like not on topic, but I clicked the link because I'm curious. A women's conference hosted by Brigham Young University does not allow mothers to nurse their babies at the event. So this is women. This is all women in a conference, and they are not allowed to nurse their babies, probably because it's men that are speaking to the women at this conference. Oh, my gosh. Fucking A, Mormons. Wow. Fucking the fuck A. I'm bringing back fucking name, by the way. It's it's awesome. (laughs) Do it. All right. Back to the topic at hand. At Um, hand. (laughs) Natasha came under the scrutiny of church leadership last fall when Stephen Daly, stake president in Derby, Kansas, sent her a letter expressing concern that her public views on the use of pornography, masturbation, and same-sex marriage contradict church teaching. So this fucker, Mm -hmm. who doesn't even know her anymore, she's left, she's moved. He's like, wait a second. I'm going to turn her in. She doesn't even go that ward anymore. No, she's not even in that that <laughs> area of the country anymore. She's no longer in middle America. So why she's is like it up in to Salt Lake. This guy. Because he's a dick. <laughs> uh, referring to her beliefs about LGBTQ members, he asked in November 9, 2020 letter, "Do you consider the church toxic and unsafe for its members?" Daly noted how Helfer wrote back to him, and this is great and I agree, the last thing I want for my people is to replace one patriarchal prick for another. Uh, You can quote me on that one. (laughs) Beware of any person slash organization slash system that assumes they know better than you about what you need. Mm. Helfer said in an interview that that comment was made on her personal Facebook page and not in a professional context. So basically, Daly got pissed because she called him out. Mm, Okay. And you don't call out men. And this was a Kansas guy. The Kansas guy. So was he the whistleblower, essentially? Yes. Okay. And she basically gave him the finger. Like, what the hell, dude? Uh And clearly, that was upsetting to his (laughs) priesthood. Ego. Ego. Thank you. (laughs) So in response to that Facebook post, Daly asked whether she believed the president of the LDS church as prophet, seer, and revelator. Oh, my God. She lives in this ward, right? She leaves. She's practicing ethical... By the book therapy, right? Sex therapy. Her old bishop or stake president, whatever, is like, "What? Well, what's going on? You can't teach the LGBTQ marriage is okay. You can't teach blah, blah, blah. Even though she has nothing to do with this guy anymore. Nothing. Moved across the country. Absolutely nothing. So he messes her and she's basically like, dude, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then his response is, do you believe that the president of the church is prophet, seer, and revelator? Like, oh how's God. that a response? Like, do mm-hmm. you, well, don't you believe that the mm-hmm. prophet speaks for God? 
Mm-hmm. He also questioned her relationship to a group called Thrive Beyond Mormonism, asking her whether she has encouraged members to leave the church. She said she has never encouraged anyone to leave or stay in the church and that it would be unethical for her to do so as a clinician. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a professional in anything, so <laughs> fucking leave. Get out of there. Anyway, Daly also wrote that Helper was disparaging LDS leaders and asked her, why is the overwhelming tone of your posts negative toward the church and its leaders? Daly did not return requests for comment. Eric Hawkins, a spokesman for the LDS Church. Oh, I love when the spokesmen get involved. They're, they're so great. <laughs> God, who just, these dogs. <laughs> I am dying over here. The, the suffrage that I go through. Woo. And they're just sitting there like, what? what? I don't smell anything on this side of the table. I'm going to so. put a fan on it, send it your direction. <laughs> anyway, here's what Eric Hawkins, the spokesman for the LDS Church, says. The church teaches its members to be morally clean in every way and that sexual feelings are given by God and should be used in ways he has commanded. So, wait a minute. Are they suggesting that if you're single, let's say, from divorce or whatever other reason, and you have sexual thoughts and feelings, that those are from Satan? Are those from- No, those are from God, but he's telling you. So even though God is giving you the feelings, mm-hmm. that feels like it's going against God. God has given you the feelings. Well, no. Well, God is giving you the feelings and basically stating, right, just like he makes you feel gay. <laughs> <laughs> As a test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so feel are you gay. Casting? If God has given me these gay feelings, do I pass the test if I act on them? No, you're not a supposed plus. to act. <laughs> plus, plus. Absolutely. <laughs> all I know is I'm filling all the holes. Okay. He said, we're going back to the uh, douchey church spokesman. Thank you. Spokesman, obviously. It's uh-huh. a man. He said that the church condemns pornography in any form, referring to its general handbook, and masturbation is considered immoral. Immoral. These are the principles that will be considered by the local leaders in this circumstance. They're not even local anymore. He's back in fucking Kansas. Mind your own beeswax, dude. In March, Helfer, in March, I mean, we're in April right now. In March, Helfer was sent a letter informing her that a disciplinary hearing would be held on Sunday today. By the way, as we're recording, she is in her court of love. Wow. Would be held on Sunday in Derby. So she's got to fly to Derby to, <laughs> to represent herself with these men over Helfer's, quote, Repeated, clear, and public opposition to the church, its doctrine, its policies, and its leaders, which she denies. Uh-huh. She's just helping people yeah. on the sexual front that the church is fucked up. Right. And she's going by the ordinances, let's say, of her profession, which I guess are not lining up with church doctrine, right? Mm-hmm. So do you have more of that article you want to get to? No, I do. Do we need to take a break? Yeah, let's take a quickie commercial break. Did you say quickie? (laughs) (laughs) Time to fill the holes. Fill some holes, and then we'll be back after this. All right. We're back. That was actually the longest (laughs) commercial break. We're actually 24 hours later. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Very, very close. Very close. Funny. Yeah, we ended up having a bunch of stuff to do yesterday, so... um, Here we are again, and it's kind of interesting because when we left off recording, between then and now, Natasha Helfer has now, her trial was yesterday, and we have results. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the results are in, but we'll get to them later. Oh. (laughs) I just want to keep going through this Washington Post article because it's so good. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I don't remember where we left off, but I think it was right there, so I'll continue on. At the hearing, Helfer can make her case for remaining a member. Do you want to do that? That's a thing. I feel bad for people who have go- are going through this freaking witch trial and then beg to remain a member. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. Really? Everyone's yeah. in their own spot in life. You know, I just wish people would recognize how fucked up this please is. Please take me back, please. please. I need the saving ordinances. <laughs> anyway, uh, church leaders could choose to restrict her membership if she's considered repentant enough. Oh, God. Like, if you beg enough, we might just disfellowship where you can't take the sacrament for a while or say prayers in church and just kind of having everyone we'll just humiliate you. you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Petrie said, and by the way, I can't remember who Petrie is because this was yesterday when we I was first reading this. Okay. Anyway, he said he is not aware of a mental health professional who has been excommunicated for issues directly related to their work. Hmm. She's going to be a first. Oh. LDS leaders, he said, have been in conflict with mental health professionals since the 1950s. Yeah, so go Mormons. 
<laughs> Such a progressive bunch. Yeah, so mm-hmm. progressive. Well, they think, and I'm talking about the leadership mostly, they think that they know better because they're the one true church. Mm-hmm. These health professionals are of the world. Sure. Yeah. Do you think that the leaders of the church really think God talks to them? Like, for real? I don't know. I don't, maybe, because they're crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? It's probably a good mix of people know they're conning the world and people who, like, literally think that God talks to them. My my dad, if he was a general authority, he would literally think that God was telling him shit. But probably, probably Hmm. only because his leaders above them would be saying things, and then my dad would have that confirmed in his heart by the Spirit. But he also (laughs) idolizes those men, so somehow, you know, I think that his brain could tell his heart, yes, this is the one true church. I mean, your beliefs are your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else's beliefs are their beliefs. You think that God, if there is a God, can't say, yes, you're right, and also, yes, you're right over here. No, there's one way, the one true. (laughs) Anyway, in 2019, the LDS Church decided it would stop using the word Mormon, but Helfer still uses the term. Mm. (laughs) Probably pissed him off. (laughs) I like (laughs) it. it, Way to go, Natasha. Mm -hmm. Piss him off. But she's still a member. Like, this is the thing. She is one of those, literally, like a progressive Mormon trying to help those that choose to stay or those that choose to leave. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's one of the good guys trying Mm -hmm. to make changes. Yeah. Sure, if that's the thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. So here's a good one. Laura M. Brotherson, a licensed marriage and sex therapist who has clashed with Helfer in the past, said there are maybe 10 to 12 licensed sex therapists in the state of Utah. Mm. Go figure. And even though she has a waiting list of up to a year, wow, she would not refer clients to therapists such as Helfer. Uh- are you serious? Like, no. She's teaching anti-Mormon shit. Oh, God. She feels like Helfer focuses on a few negative aspects of the LDS church and threatens to undermine the faith by teaching things contrary to doctrine. Hey, um, Laura M. Brotherson, how about you are teaching things contrary to what you're licensed in, you fucker? I hope you're listening. I'm sure she's not, but— Of course not. God, so clouded by the cult. Mm-hmm. Brotherson said she tells her clients to focus on things they can change within themselves, while Helfer tends to place the focus around issues such as sexual shame on the LDS church. Well, yeah. Yes. (laughs) That's why we're so fucked up sexually, because of the sexual shame coming from the LDS church. Let's perpetuate that. And Brotherson, let's let's just focus on things that we can change. You're the problem. (laughs) Focus on things you can change within yourself. You're the problem. Not the shame that was put on you your entire fucking life. Mm -hmm. Brotherson also says... Anyone can write a letter to church leadership, but Helfer crosses the line when she openly criticizes them. <clears throat> yeah, don't don't criticize no. the brethren. Mm-mm. Check this out. This is from Brotherson again. I would never go to her, by the way, for any kind of therapy. <laughs> any. Avoid this doctor. Yeah, here is what she says, and it's amazing. To think about telling the church how to run things is like counseling the Lord and telling him what to do. This is a fucking licensed therapist. You you ready for more? She also says, you can go to your spouse and say, I wish you wouldn't leave your socks all over the floor. (laughs) Once you've said that and you keep hounding him, you start to affect the relationship. Oh, so you just accept it. Yeah. You accept that he's a lazy fuck and is disrespectful because he's (laughs) expecting you to pick up his socks. So you can you can mention something one time and then you need to change yourself because you're going to affect the relationship by asking him to pick up his goddamn socks. Does he get to ask you to do things like make vegetables at dinner? Of course he does. Of course he does because he's the dude. Uh, but others in the counseling field see Helfer's treatment as more ominous. As of Thursday, more than 200 Healthcare professionals signed a letter to the stake president saying they are concerned that withdrawing Helfer's membership will create a culture of stigma and shame for clients seeking therapy. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Lisa Patterson Butterworth, a licensed counselor based in Boise, Idaho, said other mental health professionals who are Mormon are also wondering whether they might get swept up in similar membership issues. Mm. So now you're putting the fear in yeah. all Mormon health professionals like, oh, fuck. Right. If I go by what my profession says is appropriate, proper, scientifically proven, Mm -hmm. ethical, I might lose my membership, meaning I might lose my eternal family Mm -hmm. unless I go with what the Mormons say, which goes against what's ethically ethical. 
In some cases, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Very much so. Um, goes on, this is really bad timing for us. I'm booked through June, and I have people on my wait list, she said. It creates a general distrust of mental health professionals that we're apostates because we're working within the bounds of our professional ethics. I know, for one thing, most Mormons would never go to a non-Mormon or ex-Mormon therapist. Mm -hmm. Never. Right. Never, ever, ever. Right, right, right. Butterworth said that many clients still tell her that Helfer's blog post on masturbation, even though it's nearly a decade old, helped them to release the shame they felt and finally be able to orgasm. Oh, nice. Yeah. This was a decade old. It's like this witch hunt. Like, oh, a decade ago you said these things. Yeah, so why is it popping up now? Basically because Mormons suck. That's that's the only reason. Because <laughs> Mormons? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Butterworth continues. I was shocked by it. Wait, what did she just say? To say it openly so boldly in a Mormon context where we dance around issues. She's just brave like that. Okay. So this woman is just like, Mormons, we need to talk about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but her stake president's like, no, we don't. Let's right. get her excommunicated. Natasha Helfer said she doesn't know why the leaders of her congregation in Kansas would bring these issues up to her now. That's yeah. what I'm wondering. I know. Check this out. She believes there is a possible conflict of interest in the disciplinary process. Helfer, who was going through a divorce, says that the stake president, Daly, who is an executive at Coke Industries, is also her husband's former boss. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Helfer believes that the one thing Mormonism does well is community-based support. They're good at bringing casseroles when things go wrong, she said, but she does not expect a casserole if she is excommunicated. <laughs> no more casseroles no. for you. <laughs> she then says they're good at bringing casseroles when you comply with the markers of what it means to belong to their tribe. For sure. There you go. That is the article. <laughs> Thank you, Washington Post, for picking that shit up. Yeah. I hope this article goes everywhere. I want the world to know how fucked up Mormonism is. <laughs> right. And how it fucks up other people. <laughs> and it'll really shine a light on this whole masturbation thing. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so last night, Natasha went to her court of love. Right. She showed up mm -hmm. with a member of her community as support to go in with her. Yeah. When she got to the church, there was already one police car there. Oh, my gosh. I know. Fucking Mormons. Mm. They're just posturing, you know? Yeah. And a bunch of people also showed up in support of Natasha. Mm -hmm. So the membership of the church there called two more cops. So now we have three <laughs> police cars. And I want to know, when was the last time a group of ex-Mormons holding a vigil for someone who was basically being persecuted? When was the last time they like— Got like all riled up yeah. and stuff? Like beat storm people the up. Castle. Yeah, storm the castle or like spray painted shit. It's never happened. <laughs> right. It has never happened. Uh -huh. And I'm sure, in my opinion, that those priesthood holders inside waiting for her knew nothing was going to happen, but they had to put some fear. Mm -hmm. Right? Sure. So Natasha goes in. They tell her, your friend can't come in. So the friend has to leave. Mm -hmm. And then they tell her, you have to leave your cell phone outside. And Natasha says, I, I have my notes on here of what I want to say in this meeting. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, no recordings allowed. Hello? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're afraid of what's going to go on in there, yeah, you don't want people to record it. That's how fucked up an asshole you are is because you don't want anything getting out of what you're about to do to her. Right. Okay? Uh, and so she paused and said, well, then I'm out of here. Good for And her. she was escorted along with the entire vigil. They were all escorted off the property, ordered off the property by the police. God. What in the actual fuck? A, good for you, Natasha, for being like, you know what? I'm not playing by your rules. Right. I'm out. I'm not going to go in there without my notes of how I wanted to defend myself mm -hmm. to sit there and have you guys talk down to me. I'm just assuming what's in her mind. I don't know exactly. <laughs> the police kicked them all off the property. So where are we now? Now Natasha's like, if they want to go this route again, they're going to come to my house Mm -hmm. I'm not flying out here. Yeah. I'm not that. wasting more time. They can come and talk to me about it, okay? But here's what's going to happen. They will have another date set up for the court of love. She will not go because she's like, fuck this noise. And they're just going to talk about her like she's not there, which she won't be. They're going to accuse her and not allow her to defend herself, and she will be excommunicated. So they didn't wrap up the proceedings? They no. have to reschedule? From what I understand, it was rescheduled. And she's like, I'm not coming back. I'm not doing this. And all of these supporters flew in, right, to support Jesus. her. And the church was like, 
uh, you can't bring your cell phone in. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, police, haul them off. I it's think private property. It sounds like they probably wanted to postpone, so then they'll figure that people won't go to all the trouble to come back for the next one. You know, maybe have less they can coverage. do it. Yeah, they can do it in private and have their little their little conversation and pat each other on the back and say some fucking prayer and be like, "We're inspired to excommunicate her because they're all fuckers." Yeah. Do you think if burning at the stake was still popular that the Mormons would adopt that yeah. punishment? Yes, because you look back in lovely Brigham Young's days, you had to swear an oath to like cut open your bowels if you went against the leadership. God. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It would be better if you were dead is what they would say. Oh my god. So, super glad that Natasha has not decided to cut open her bowels. <laughs> um, she will likely get excommunicated. She will likely not receive a casserole. No casseroles no for casseroles her. No casseroles for you. And I am so proud of her for her wanting to do the right thing. And when push came to shove, she's like, fuck off. Yeah. Possibly no burning at the stake, but still a witch hunt mm-hmm. nonetheless. Absolutely. Fuck off, Mormon church. I know. And that's your Foom Pod. Would like to thank Bryn for suggesting it. Thank you, Bryn. Mm-hmm. Hey, keep sending them in, people. And I got that one. God Boom. damn it. Yeah, thanks, Bryn. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Bryn. Mm-hmm. I guess we need to take a commercial break. I want to talk more about masturbation. Can we talk about that <laughs> when we come back? You mean during the break? <laughs> <laughs> Time to fill some more holes, oh, people. Oh, my goodness. That joke never gets old. Never will. Be right back. We're back, and evidently, Shelly's got more masturbation topics Of course I do. Typically, we fill this time slot with patrons, but Mm -hmm. I would say masturbation is more important right now. Absolutely. I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. But I would like us to thank our coffee sponsor first, Mahogany Queen Coffee Company, Mm -hmm. with the special and alluring and seductive LDL After Dark (laughs) blend. (laughs) People are starting to purchase it, and people are loving it. So get on the bandwagon. Yeah. Just visit latterdaylesbian.org slash coffee and uh, brew a cup and then masturbate away. Oh. (laughs) No? Maybe. Too soon? No. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Speaking of masturbation, Mm -hmm. let's talk about some things that my good friend, not even close, Mark E. Peterson said about masturbation. Uh, He was actually a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles from 1944 until 1984 when he died. Wow, that's a long reign. (sighs) This is all about overcoming masturbation, and I love that they say overcoming masturbation. Mormons just don't get it. (laughs) Mormons is like, you make it too easy to poke fun at you. You make it too (laughs) easy. Well, that is how you fill the holes. Here's some of his quotes. Never... Touch the intimate parts of your body except during normal toilet processes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Like, people say this. Wait, should this be <laughs> a he said processes. what? Yeah. Let's, let's throw a he said what in here because it's that okay. good. Um, three or, or one? <laughs> three this time. One, two, three. He said what? Moving on. <clears throat> His next advice on overcoming masturbation— Avoid being alone as much as possible. Oh, my Find God. Find good company and stay in this good company. What if this good company is people that like to all masturbate together? <laughs> Circle jerk. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> I let you say it. Yeah, so don't be alone. Mm-hmm. And don't touch yourself unless you're doing a normal toilet process. <laughs> toilet process. Such a dumbass. All right, here's another one of how to overcome masturbation. Uh-huh. If you are associated with other persons having this same problem, problem. You, you must break off their friendship. Jesus. Never associate with other people having the same weakness. <laughs> Don't suppose that the two of you will quit together. <laughs> you never will. That's probably true. You must get away from people of that kind. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, but there's no shame. There's no need for therapists to help you work through that shame. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Just to be in their presence will keep your problem foremost in your mind. The problem must be taken out of your mind, for that is where it really exists. Your mind must be on other and more wholesome things. He said whole. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thanks. Okay, this one is amazing. Ready? Like, so good. Probably works. When you bathe, do not 
admire yourself in a mirror. <laughs> I do. I'm like, oh, you're looking good. As I bathe. Like, who has the mirror in their bath? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. I'm going to have mirrors installed in the ceiling mm-hmm. so I can so just you're laying recline, there and your boobs are floating. Gotcha. Look, look up and be like, hey, sexy mama. I can admire myself. And now I will <laughs> masturbate because I'm so sexy. There's more on this. There's more. He's not done yet. Never stay in the bath more than five or six minutes. <laughs> What's going to happen? You're going to masturbate. <laughs> Just long enough to bathe and dry and dress and then get out of the bathroom into a room <laughs> where you will have some member of your family present. <laughs> Why? So they can watch you masturbate? I'm just kidding. That bathroom is a den of iniquity. <laughs> Wait, what was the name of it where the king um, got, the fat king got stabbed and he shit himself? the parlor? Himself? The parlor. The summer parlor. Well, I still think that was just a regal sitting area. You know, you go calling on a friend, let's say, back in the day, and they seat you in the parlor. I still think it was the shitter. <laughs> Okay, here's more, because this guy has a lot to say about masturbation, which makes me think he was a— Me thinks he does (laughs) protest too much. Exactly. (laughs) All right, my good friend, but not really, then goes on and says, when in bed, if that is where you have your problem, for the most part, (laughs) ready? Dress your—I can't say this without laughing. Dress yourself for the night so securely that you cannot easily touch your vital parts. Vital. (laughs) And so that it would be difficult and time-consuming for you to remove those clothes. By the time you started to remove protective clothing, you would have sufficiently controlled your thinking that the temptation would leave you. So body armor and body armor, basically a onesie that snaps behind you, like six layers of of. So stupid. Wrap that rascal. (laughs) No, you're not allowed to touch it unless you're doing a normal toilet process. So you can't wrap the rascal. One more. Jesus. This is great. And this is why there are, and I'm not fat shaming at all. It's just a funny thing to say. This is probably why there's so many overweight men in the Mormon church. Ready? If the temptation seems overpowering while you are in bed, get out of bed and go into the kitchen and fix yourself a snack. (laughs) Even if it is in the middle of the night, and even if you are not hungry, and despite your fears of gaining weight. Oh, God. I can just see these poor men running to the kitchen like four times a night and just shoving everything in their mouth to take their minds off of it. I don't know why I'm gaining so much weight. (laughs) Why didn't he tell him to go work out or something? Go punch something, not a person. How about he just shuts the fuck up? Oh, he did. He died. Not sad about that. Oh, that guy. The Peterson Mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, Peterson guy. Anyway, that um, (laughs) is his advice on masturbation. So those of you who are wanting to quit this evil practice. Just eat. Just eat. Just keep eating. Just keep eating. Put on your onesie that snaps in the back. Don't touch yourself unless you're doing, what was it, proper? Toilet procedures? Normal. (laughs) Normal normal toilet processes. Oh, processes. (laughs) Don't be alone. No more than five-minute showers or baths. Uh Oh, my God, this dude. Don't look at yourself in the mirror. No. (laughs) When you bathe. No. No matter how sexy you might think you are, it'll make you touch yourself. When I think about you, I touch myself. (laughs) That's true. When I think about myself, I touch myself. Remember that song? Uh Uh-huh. Who sang that? Sophie B. Hawkins, wasn't it? Maybe. No, that's, damn, wish I I was your lover. That's a sexy song, by the way. Yeah, that is a sexy song. I can't can't remember who sang the Touch Yourself song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure people will comment and tell us who it was. People of our generation. Look it up on the Googles. No, let them answer it. Okay. We can't just tell them what to do about everything except for masturbation. Oh, sure. (laughs) We're the authorities on that subject, I guess. We're quoting the authority, Mark Mm -hmm. E. Peterson. Anyway, that's my masturbation discussion. (sighs) That's a good one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I just don't even know what to say except for everybody go out and... Fill your holes. Linger in the tub. <laughs> Admire yourself. Linger mm-hmm. in the tub. And do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sleep naked. Yeah, don't encumber all your parts. It no. sounds like a good way to get a yeast infection or something. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Also true. I think my friends Tito and Amy are going to love that we are following the masturbation discussion by giving them a shout out. Oh, 
Yes. So Tito Rico and Amy Rico, yes, Tito Rico is his actual name. Tito and I went to high school together, and we have remained friends over time. They have left the Catholic religion because of a lot of the reasons that I left Mormonism. And we got together last night for lots of drinks. Right. <laughs> Good and times. they are also patrons, so thank you so much for yes. your support. Yes, love them, love them, love them. Yes. Also, um, I had a bit of a crush on Tito in high school. Like you, you did. do, you always crush on your big brother's friends. I currently have a crush, however, on Amy. Uh, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tito, you've been pushed aside for your lovely wife. Well, okay. At least they both got a little appreciation from you over the over the years. <laughs> over the years. Anyway, y'all are awesome. Thank you for your support. Yes, and that was a super fun time. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of support, if you would like to support this podcast, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash support. Thank you. Yes, please do. Yes. We're going to wrap this one up. Wrap it up, but don't wrap up your privates. You don't want to touch them. If you're going to wrap them, make sure you don't touch the parts because then you might be running downstairs to eat food. It's a whole process. <laughs> it really is. Just put a fridge in your bedroom. Oh, good call. Or in the bathroom next to the tub. <laughs> <laughs> I can see people like shoving food in their mouths for six <laughs> minutes while bathing. How do you wash while eating? Like, I'm I can, surprised I, it didn't say something like, don't wash your private parts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even put a hand near there. Well, if it's not a normal toilet process, then you shouldn't be <laughs> touching it. Normal toilet process. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would like to thank Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Thank you. And remember, everybody, steer clear of those cults because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.